This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I have often dreamed of a headgum place Where two coy Jews will be waiting for me Where the crowds will roar when they read it live And a voice keeps saying I will seize the cheese I am on my way I will send my emails I don't care how long I will send them all I know every line will be worth my time I will send most anything to have these Jews respond Shout out to Drew Shout out to Drew indeed. <laughs> he snuck that in there. And I have to keep it in. Because that song was awesome. <laughs> that was Hunter Gobble. Uh, gobble Gobble. Uh, on Twitter. Making uh, that Go the Distance Hercules parody Dude, for we, us. We talked about that song before on the show. Oh, right? really? We must have. Because why would you think to do a Hercules parody? Yeah, I don't know where the hell we talked about it, but I love that song. It's funny. Disney had this heyday of like... 101 Dalmatians, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King. And then they did like a bunch of stuff that I don't really remember, like Mulan and Hercules. I remember Hercules real well. Oh, really? Mulan, I don't know if I do. I wonder if it's just our age at the time. Like you just remember the ones that happened when you were 10. Yeah, and I had little siblings. So I remember some after that. That's why I remember. What's after Hercules? Well, I, I know that like I remember Hercules and Quasimodo. Oh, which, Hunchback, yeah. Yeah, which I don't think like that's probably after your time. Yeah, but I remember watching Hunchback. Hercules, I vaguely remember. Was David Spade in Hercules or am I making that up? I think he was in The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> was that a Disney original song? That was not a Disney movie, I don't think. 
Well, we don't know enough to talk about anything. Welcome to If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by two morons. I'm Amir. I'm Jake, and I'm smart. <laughs> so easy does it with the insults, fucker. Well, it's just being a little self-deprecating. Shows the, it shows the crowd that we're willing to rib ourselves so that we can rib other people. Yep, and I can be self-deprecating, <laughs> yep. but not to my detriment, fucker. <laughs> well, you can dish it out, you can take it in, and it's fine because you don't, you're confident I don't give in a yourself. Shit. Because you have good self-esteem. But if you call me dumb over time, I'm going to put my foot through your ass. Fucker. <laughs> By the way, you said you can be self-deprecating, but not to your detriment. Yes. So you could put yourself down as long as it doesn't work. <laughs> say something. Say a weakness about you. What's your biggest flaw? My abs are too big. <laughs> no, that's not a flaw. That should be a size thirty-one. No, but thirty-two because I have big abs. <laughs> no. Say say an actual. What's a, what's something that's not good about you? I had bad eyesight, but I have LASIK, <laughs> so it's better than perfect. Okay. What's another thing that's? But I had bad eyesight for a while. <laughs> But I had bad eyesight for a little while. Right now, what do you consider your biggest flaw? My foot is sweaty. My right foot's a little sweaty. And it feels like maybe my sock is riding down a touch. Yeah. That's what you consider your biggest flaw. Very quickly. What about the fact that you have thin skin? No. Yeah. You. That's right. What about the fact that you. Back off. You're overly sensitive. Back. I am not overly sensitive. (laughs) I I am not overly sensitive. And if you. Oh Sorry. my god! Just knock it off, loser! <laughs> I uh, know. Uh, you're back from your many, many travels. We're recording this the day after Labor Day, Tuesday, September fourth. Yes. I'll upload this right away. So this is as close as we can get to live, a live podcast, basically live. To prove it, Late. let's just talk about things that went on today. Uh, Senate hearing for Brett Kavanaugh. Classic. So uh, you know we're not lying. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Juan Martin Del Potro is <laughs> uh-huh. playing John Isner in the round of 16. That's right. We couldn't make that up. I'll check the score okay, right just, now. Just to date ourselves down to a specific like partly hour. Because, uh, partly so you guys know how up to date this is, but then also... Because you're curious. I'm, I'm a little... I'm a tad curious, to be frank. And this is about... This is research for your tennis podcast. Wow. Del Potro just took the third set now he's up a break let's just give live fucking commentary it's over for isner (laughs) isner does it do it isner more like isn't that's good yeah well it's fine actually thank you uh so why don't we get to some questions and answers we've uh last week was yours and jill's wedding story which took the internet by storm that's right. And it took us by storm. If you haven't, very good. If you haven't listened to it yet, please, for the love of God, listen to what happened during Jake's wedding weekend. It's entertainment uh, through the roof. I got so many texts and phone calls about it. They loved hearing the story from people who were there to people who were not. We should have another wedding. What? I'll have another <laughs> wedding for another story. <laughs> and better weather. <laughs> Sounds like you just want another wedding anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is a question we got about... D and D, you're still doing the D and D. Yeah, I'm still just doing. because you're traveling doesn't mean you're stopping. It. Actually, I got a show next week in Seattle. <gasps> uh, the um, a live podcast, Band of Boobs' first ever live show. I think it's sold out, but there might be standing room tickets left. If you feel like standing for two hours while I play D and D, I love that. Uh, so let's call this guy. What's a D and D name? Um, that's not me. I'm sure, that's not you. Let's go with. Apple Scrumper, this week's special guest, played by Siobhan Thompson. Ooh, Apple Scrumper writes, I've written to you many a time, but I assure you this is the time I need you the most. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for about a year now, and my girlfriend plays with me. She and I get uh, are going great, and I can't really think of any problems that we have, except 
I really want to have sex with her while she speaks as her D&D character. I don't know what it is, but I find her really hot when she talks as her character. She plays a goblin. Feel free to redact that to protect my anonymity. Too late, brother. Uh, wizard. And goblin speaks wizard. with a thick Brooklyn accent, which just turns me on for some reason. Should I bring this up with her? Should I have sex with her as a D&D character? I'm too embarrassed. I don't know what to do. Thanks and kind regards. Apple. Um, dude. First of all, roll for horniness. What? <laughs> That's something we do on the podcast. <laughs> when we're roll, hot and bothered. Roll the, di- the d20 and see how horny you are. Sounds like you just rolled a 20. <laughs> and if you roll a six and a nine, the yeah. things are looking up. <laughs> Very good. You should be on the podcast. Really? I mean, I don't think this is a problem at all. This is so hot. You think she'd be into it? Yes, of course. You're like, her creativity turns you turns you on. That's, didn't, that's didn't you con- ideal. You consummated your marriage as hard one. That's very apropos She'll of this still question. think she's married to hard one, sure foot. <laughs> I got news for her. <laughs> what? I am a thin little a- ankled boy. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah. Would, and would you- I've got broken, uh, two broken feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tiny little calves. Would you ever do the role play thing to such an extent? I role play doesn't turn me on at all. It like takes me out of sex because I, it's like an improv game. Yeah, I start to be like hyper aware of like somebody acting and doing a bit, yeah, and yeah. it like, makes me uncomfortable for them. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> like this is what if it's slightly unfunny and now I'm right, performing. Like, yeah, what if they like even like stutter or don't know exactly <laughs> like uh, the terminology for yeah. like say being a camp counselor or something. <laughs> Um, like, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not that hot to me. Like it, sex is really hot. Yeah. Just be yourself. Yeah. Just like wanting each other is good enough for me. You don't also have to, what would it sound like if hard one was having sex with say, I don't know, an elf or some shit. Uh, hard one would be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has he had sex on D and D? Uh, no, hard one is actually a <laughs> closet virgin. Oh really? Yeah. I, I heard he has a tiny little shrimp dick. He doesn't. I heard a hard one actually has a little fucking This is why you'll never be on the fucking show. He's got a triple-A battery. Hard one has a hog. He has a hog. (laughs) Stop choking me. I'll show you my Hero Forge miniature. Jake's stepping on my neck. He's clearly packing. <laughs> Your hero forge. Does everybody have that? The little miniature? No, it's. I think it's like extra nerdy. I'll tell you something that I did that was so insanely nerdy, that even nerdy, nerdier than ordering my hero miniature forge. Um, Is this something that's so embarrassing you're afraid to even bring it up on the D and D podcast? Uh, no, I probably would bring it up on the D and D podcast, <laughs> but this just happened to be today, so okay. I'm going to tell you. So I, I, when I created my character, I went to this thing called Hero Forge, where you sort of like make your avatar, and then they, they like mail you a miniature of it. Kind of look, it's like a little bit bigger than a Monopoly piece, <laughs> <Okay>. and it's <laughs> like, uh, it's they have it's like creating your own video game character. So you have like all of the traits and attributes. You really make somebody that looks like th- who this person is in your head. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they three D printed mine, and I have like this white plastic, uh, hard one surefoot. <laughs> As a wedding present to myself, uh-huh. <laughs> I, a wedding is, is that normal? No, of no, course not. yeah, makes people no don't sense. do that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, weddings are expensive, and I got through it. We pay, we didn't uh, default or go into credit card debt or anything. <laughs> uh-huh. So as a as a little treat <laughs> to you, to uh, to old Jake, yeah, from I, Jake. Uh, to Jake from Jake. Nobody else was going to think to get me this. I ordered a new Hero Forge miniature uh, cast in bronze, which is a bit more expensive. So what was the first one? 
it was 3D printed on uh, just like white. It's a white plastic. plastic. And yeah. then you're like, I'm going to. The details treat, aren't as sharp. I'm going to treat myself to a bronze one. Yeah, because it's been like, you know, uh, a couple dozen episodes of the D&D campaign. I haven't died. But yeah. I've come close. I've had to do some death saving throws, <laughs> but I've survived. And I feel like. It's time to make me bronze. <laughs> and then how do the how do the bronze ones happen? Like how do they print that? I have no idea. I think they. I mean, I think they make a mold. Wow, is it expensive? Um, <laughs> it's not that expensive. It's less than it's it's like forty bucks. Oh wow! So how do, it seems like it would be too much work to do it by hand for just forty bucks. Yeah, it seems like it would take a while. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know how it works, but is there one above bronze? Is it like silver you can and a get gold? A gold one. <laughs> a gold one. <laughs> yeah. That's that's if you make it to your gold anniversary, I brother. Do I don't know. Twenty five years with hard one oh, gives why you the fuck a gold. Did I get the gold one? How, <laughs> it is the gold standard. How much is the gold one? Um, I am not sure now. Actually, I'm on your registry. Yeah, there's bowls, a couple of dish napkins, and then there's the gold one. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's right. a group gift. And uh, I see you removed the honey fund. I guess you're not having a honeymoon. Yeah, we're not going to do the a gold one. Because I get the gold, gold hard one. And I want it a little bit bigger than normal, so they have to make a brand new mold for me. <laughs> None of this six-inch tall bullshit. I want a mold when I'll, they made me. <laughs> I want a real-life, real-sized hard one. How tall is hard one? I assume you know. Six foot six. <laughs> six foot six Kobe's height the, the goat, goat height, height. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like Stephen Adams uh-huh. except shorter than Stephen Adams really you should Adams. ask for a Stephen Adams What's bronze that? you should just ask for a Stephen Adams bronze Stephen Adams should ask for a hard one sure foot bronze <laughs> oh come on man he's not gonna do that he's a professional athlete <laughs> what is he what is hard one professionally athletic jump 25 feet because Stephen Adams do that <laughs> He can jump 25 feet? Yeah, in distance, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so he can jump 25 feet far. Yeah. But not 25 feet high. Of course not. So he, <laughs> 25 feet still not like a world record. So even in this world of fantasy, he's not jumping as far as, like, say, Michael Powell in the 92 to, Olympics. He might be able to jump 35 feet. I have to look at my <laughs> character sheet. But I think it's 25 feet. <laughs> so, But you could have done anything, right? You could have jumped 50 feet. Hmm? He could. <laughs> No, you ha- in D&D, you have, like, your movement, like, your speed and your jumping distance. But, like, my character, as he's grown, he's uh, taken the path of remarkable athlete. So his, like, speed and jumping increases getting as better. I level up. Yeah. So you're getting stronger. So I recently faster. leveled up, and now I can jump 10 feet further than I could before. And this is perfect fodder for sexy talk. In a bedroom, you're having sex. You're a hard one. He's saying, give me a break. I'm about to jump 35 feet. Yeah. He lands in the living room. I think this guy should tell his girlfriend that he wants to do it. She will be, she'll be happy to oblige, I think. You think so? I guess it matters if they, like, already do kind of, like, role play stuff, if they ever do. But I don't think there's any harm in asking. Would you do it for your loved one? Yeah, I would. It's hard to get past the idea of, like, I'd be so out of character (laughs) for my loved one to say something like that. But yeah, yeah, that's like, more of a fantasy than hard one becoming a reality. If, yeah, if Joe was like, make love to me as hard one surefoot, I would be like, yes! <laughs> Which is the noise his anus makes when he farts. Uh, all right, yeah, so how should I bring this up to her is the specific question. You think hey, if she's into D&D, she's going to be into this role playing thing. She's already into RPGs. Sex is just the next iteration of that. Yeah, Do they, they probably play with other people. So it wouldn't be like, it'd be kind of cool to like just 
crawl across your dice and miniatures and be like, <laughs> and the maps and just be like, have me right here. <laughs> That's cool. What do you do with your miniature? Well, some people play with um, kind of like maps and they like move their miniature around to know where they are and like uh-huh. which what they're like facing and who's near them, who to fight. And the band of boobs, do they also all have miniatures? No, just I just YouTube. have my miniature <laughs> sitting beside me as I play for good luck and to remember that I'm the fucking man. <laughs> Got it. And the other ones, they don't have the miniatures. They don't do have they? the miniatures. They don't have. <laughs> they are. Don't think they're not nerds because Emily has a stuffed possum that she sleeps with because her character has a possum. Uh-huh. And Caldwell rolls a D20 every single day before he leaves work to see what kind of day he's gonna have <laughs> that just seems more superstitious you're the only one sitting with a little hard one miniature have you ever posted your miniature online i'd like to see what the miniature looks like i'll post the photo of it on my instagram story <gasps> after we release this episode because you better believe i took one this afternoon when it arrived <laughs> were you excited to open it i was thrilled did you I've tell been gone for like i've been gone for 10 days <laughs> I had stacks of mail. The only thing I opened when I went home <laughs> was this hard one sure foot miniature. <laughs> it's Bronze so, cast. It's so small. I'm holding it with <laughs> a little hand. <laughs> it's three fingers tall. <laughs> if not a day. Swallow it. What are you talking about? I want you to swallow the fucking miniature. Eat the miniature. <laughs> I paid $40 for this. Give me your miniature. fucking miniature. I should release the plans online in case anybody else wants to make a hard one surefoot miniature. Oh, yeah. Can people play as hard one or is that considered uncouth? Um, I think. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it if they did. Yeah. It feels like part of the fun of D&D, though, is creating your very own character. But it's like it's almost like if they're such a fan of your podcast, it's like, I'll, let's just take those characters and create our own adventure with it. It's like fan fiction. Yeah. And I, th- I think I've heard of people that play the, that listen to the podcast that, like, have taken certain, like, scenarios. Um, and like, put it into Parts their of universe. the story that they put into their own game with their own characters. I didn't know that Hard One could die. Oh, yeah. That's a possibility? Oh, yeah, every week. Every He's week. very, very close. <laughs> and if he died, you would just make a new guy? Uh, I think, I'd, yeah, I'd have to like sit out the rest of that <laughs> episode and then roll a new character. <laughs> Start at level one. <laughs> such a sad, it's such a sad idea to imagine you're sitting next to your miniature and you die. And then for the rest of the episode, you're just sort of holding the miniature. You can't talk into it. <laughs> Clutching the bronze hard one, <laughs> regretting that I ever ordered it. <laughs> Maybe I'll be like a freaking spiritual banana or something. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part would be like playing as level one along with like all these other, like my friends who are like level eight or nine now they get like (laughs) two attacks a lot of spells they're just really powerful and then i would just always be like i can only attack once and i have really (laughs) low hp like it would just be so sad even though it's all playing basketball with like the lakers it'd be like if you were that sounds awesome to me (laughs) yeah but like you had your actual skill so people would be like oh amir sucks that kind of thing (laughs) yeah so even in this world of role playing you still want to quote unquote win be strong be better be jumping be faster yes my when my character like levels up and he's like oh now he's got um 90 hit points instead of like 80 i'm like oh shit now that i'm like that much more invincible and then do you ever get as happy as you do like when a game winning shot happens or you're like yeah or is it never like that an instant burst it's more like a constant flow of joy uh it's kind of a constant flow of joy but then like there are times when we make a like a really good roll it's like someone hit a big shot yeah it feels like uh, a walk-off home run or like really that that good yeah huge (laughs) because there's like also character stakes like there's there's an episode where like a 
character who's like our best friend in this series almost died. And the way death saving throws work, you roll a d20, um, I think it's like three times. Mm -hmm. And if you get and if you get below 10, it's a fail. Yeah. If you get above 10, it's a pass. Uh-huh. And you, I think it's like, or maybe it's, I think it's like first to, like if you get three passes, you live. If you get three fails, you die. Wow. If you roll a one, it counts as uh, two fails. Oh, I see. And if you roll a 20, it counts as two passes. Or it, it might even be as good as like you just shoot back up. So it's like flipping a coin three times if you get tails three times in a row. Like one in eight chance of dying. Yeah. Um, and this character had like had two death-saving fails. <gasps> was about to die. Yeah. And Murph let me roll the d20 to see if he would survive because like my character had sort of gotten him into this <laughs> mess in the first place. <laughs> uh -huh. And I rolled a d20. Holy shit, which was a I, one in 20 chance. Yeah. And I got... and I hit uh, they call it the nat 20 the what 20 natural 20 nat 20 I as rolled, opposed to what's an unnatural 20. i don't know oh like if you add your um you have like modifiers yeah so like my strength this is so really so far <laughs> but i like that you're interested you are you you're so close to playing because it's almost like gambling it's a little bit of math and statistics so you're luring me in a little yeah. bit i'm like so a like, scared cat that you're trying to get into your house the way you create your characters he's got certain strengths and weaknesses so like if you are a very strong character you get to add your strength modifier uh to something to like that d20 so if i rolled a a 16, but my strength modifier is like plus four, then that's a 20. Got it. That's not a nat 20, but Got it's still it. like a high roll. Got it. Um, but death saving throws are just like raw. Just roll the d20. And I rolled a 20. <laughs> and he lived. And it, everybody was like breathing heavily afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, you better believe you should have sex as hard one. That roll made me feel like I hit a game winning three. <laughs> And all you had to do, it kind of feels like craps where like a roulette where you get a number right. That's probably closer to what it is than like actually hitting like a um, a game winning. Because like, it's luck. Yeah. But it, it like it's rolling, it's rolling that like, what is it in craps? A seven. seven yeah. yeah. It's rolling a seven. Uh, all right. So ask your, ask your loved one. Maybe they will want to have sex with you in their character. They Odds are. Should. It seems likely because they like D&D. &D. Yeah. And as you can tell, if you like D&D. &D, you like S and M? <laughs> what? I tied up hard one last no, night. No, you did not. And face fucked you him until he out. cried. You wouldn't fucking allow it. You bite your dick <laughs> off and spit it up your ass. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll answer some more questions uh, after these messages. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. Uh, we all carry around different stresses. Indeed. Whether you're anxious or depressed about a family relationship, a friend relationship, work, life, balance issues. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of reasons these days. There's always something to be a little bit tense about. And the best way to relieve that tension and to stop carrying that burden uh -huh. is by talking to a professionally licensed therapist. That's right. And the best way to find one of those Ooh. is by going to BetterHelp because it's entirely online. It's nice. designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Easy peasy, bud. Jake, I talk to therapists all the time and it's and very helpful. Yeah. You talk to therapists? Like Multiple they, they keep therapists dropping you. Have, yeah. have come to me and with their hat in hand. And I help them and they help <laughs> yeah. me. Right. Amazing. Yes. We're all helping each other because we're all talking to one another. And... If I wanted to just stay at home and do so more affordably and conveniently, I would use BetterHelp. Right on. 
You can visit betterhelp.com slash segments today to get 10% off your first month. Awesome. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. Their prices are low because they're not like, you know, the therapists are not paying for rent anywhere. Right. So well, they might be paying for rent somewhere, cost, but it's, yeah. yeah, but it's not necessarily an in, expensive office. Yeah, exactly. And then exactly. they pass those yeah. cashes on to you. But that's those savings go on to you for yes, sure. Yes, correct. So again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash segments today to get 10% off your first month. Easy. Thanks, BetterHelp. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back. I talked last week. I started the basketball podcast. First episode is now online. Buckets is online. Episode one with Ben Schwartz. What day does it release? Uh, I'm going to do it just randomly, whenever I feel like it. So episode one was on a Friday before Labor Day. Episode two is going to be tomorrow with Adam Lustig. And then whenever I can get a guest in here talking sports with me, I'm going to make it happen. But it isn't once a week? Or uh, is it... It is, sometimes it'll be twice a week, sometimes three times a week, sometimes none, no times a week, just whenever basketball happens. Wow. But I, I want to like do have a pretty steady stream now before the season starts just to bank a few great episodes. I and then see. once the season starts, if something exciting happens, I can have an episode. You're going to be doing like emergency episode. like Emergency podcast. This, this, this guy's injured. Happened. This, this guy's trade. This happened. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So as of now, we have one episode with Ben. And I'm hearing that people who don't necessarily like basketball still like the show, which is a high honor for me. I don't know if that's going to continue that way, but I think if you like me and Ben, I'll put in a little clip at the end of this show of like us ranting, ramb- uh, rambling about basketball. Maybe you'll like it. You can check out Buckets. Either way. I'd appreciate a subscription, a rate, and or a review. You know, I did all three. Really? Yes. What was your review? Um, it, I think I just said, pump for this podcast or something. Yeah, I see that. Two stars. You little piece of shit. Well, I mean... <laughs> you, did you even listen to the episode? I listened to a couple <laughs> minutes of it. And you said... I didn't really get it. <laughs> I don't like podcasts is all. Uh, no, we're up to over 500 reviews. Damn. Uh, and it helped out our iTunes ranking. So thank sure you does. so much for anybody that's listened so far. A new episode coming tomorrow. But as for this, is there, did anything happen in your Labor Day weekend that you wanted to talk about? Ooh. You went to Maine. I did go to Maine. Was it insane in the mem Maine? Was um, it insane in the Maine? Yeah, I had a really, really lovely time there. Uh, we ate dinner at this place called The Lost Kitchen. Have you heard of this place? You know, I haven't. Um, it's kind of, so it's like this sort of like a dinner club almost, uh, Jill and her friend Ramey are very into that kind of foodie thing. Oh, the experience. experience, Yeah. So this experience, it's this tiny little restaurant in the middle of Maine in a town called Freedom. Oh, I see. Very, very small. Yeah. And there's just in this middle, the middle of nowhere, there is this amazing farm to table restaurant that takes 42 people a night. And the only way to get a reservation there is to write a postcard <laughs> starting in like March or April. Oh, that's very hip. It is so hip. <laughs> and they got 20,000 postcards 
when they opened that up. So it's some sort of like college admissions for a restaurant. It's kind of, yeah, it's like a lottery. And uh, Jill's friend got chosen and they um, they tried to do it on the weekend, like after our wedding, so we'd be on the East Coast, but it turned out the lady that owns the restaurant got <laughs> married that same weekend. That your wedding happened? Uh, the week, the next weekend afterwards, like the one we were trying to plan to go. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, we ate there and it was crazy. It was so good. Was it like better than like Denny's even? Um, it was like, almost, how were the eggs? It was like, I guess it was as good as Denny's if you like didn't get the hash browns. Yeah. So it's like pretty good. Like the eggs were a little firm. It's sort of like, salty. have you ever been to Sonic? Yeah. Yeah. Sonic. So it's like Sonic. So it's like tater tots and greasy cheeseburgers. Yeah. And then what was the dessert? They didn't actually do dessert. They don't do dessert. Well, they had dessert, but I was just like, I'm not that. <laughs> hungry and right. I was like whatever and yeah. it was like it looks like just like I wonder if they give you a mint or something at the end I took like a, a mint and a toothpick yeah. on the way out and the toothpicks were fine and I also just grabbed a stranger's umbrella oh yeah because it I wasn't saw really that. raining and yeah. I was like who's using this anyway <laughs> a little just, party favor I had that and yeah. then how much did that cost you? Uh, the umbrella was free. Uh huh. Are you talking about the dinner? Itself? The meal, yeah. Um, I actually don't know. It was a it was a gift. Wow. A gift, yeah. Another gift to yourself. I was really <laughs> <laughs> I'm just raking them in. That sounds pretty chill. Um. Oh, but I also I had a piece of unsolicited advice. <gasps> because wait, hold on. Let me play the theme song. Um. Let's see here. Wait for it. I had to pull it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I wasn't prepared for this. You didn't know that I was going to do this. <laughs> yeah. This is just of came out of nowhere. When I was on the road. So, Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little the Mom, I'm coming. <laughs> on my trip back, I listened to a playlist that Mike Carnell made uh, for his trip that he just took. He, like, wrote a, Carnell wrote an Amtrak from L.A. to... Seattle and then from Seattle to Chicago, I think. Wow. Stopping in like Glacier National Park and train. Uh, yeah. He took some really great photos, but he also released a playlist, which is something I and I think other people have been asking him to do since he started just like screenshotting music on his Instagram story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to listen to all these songs, but I'm not, I like it. I don't remember to go into Spotify and like play them. Right. Um, so he released a playlist called Amtracks. Oh. A M T R A C K S. That's pretty cool. It's Amtrak's like a mixtape. Yeah, and it's great. And if you're looking for a new playlist, and that's a public playlist. Music, yeah. Interesting. Could people get like famous on Spotify for having good playlists? I mean, like, does he know how many people subscribe or follow to his probably. playlist? It, there are like numbers for uh, for people who subscribe to certain playlists. That's so, cool. like I listened to that one uh, rap caviar, and there's like millions of people that subscribe to it. He should just slide in a Twinovation episode as like track four. That's smart. Yeah, that's actually really smart. That's my unsolicited advice. Part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's see if we can answer some more questions, shall we? Good shit. This one is about a Disney dilemma. Do you have? a Disney name for us. Hercules. Oh, it's perfect. Each one leads into the other. I'll cut right to my cheese, writes Hercules. My nice. girlfriend of two years decided to participate in the Disney College Program, which is pretty much Disney's way of pulling in college-aged kids to work at their theme parks under the guise of an internship. The jobs they give out aren't even cool. She was assigned the duty of parking lot attendant, though they do provide expensive-as-shit housing, so I guess that's nice. Anyway, she's going to be off in Florida for four fucking months. We never even had any problems, and we've both emphasized that we'd like to stay loyal to each other, 
even though we're both fairly vanilla people who have been cheated on in the past, so neither of us would think of it, well, act on it, rather. Still, though, I'm naturally worried. What if she gets bored of our relationship when she's out there? What if she screws some other dude? Or worse yet, the mousy menace himself. Mickey. Have either of you or anyone you know ever been away from a significant other for an extended period of time and stayed together? If so, how did you do it? I know how strongly you discourage long-distance relationships, so I'm curious what you would have to say when there is the prospect of their return after a set time. Toda and Shalom Aleichem. Been listening since y'all, uh, been listening and watching y'all since Monopoly, which is 10 years ago. Uh, thanks. Love, Hercules. Imagine if she got screwed by Goofy. <laughs> That'd be Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like when fucking Hard One is coming. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Well, just a tall, goofy guy. It no, seems. he's not goofy. <laughs> well, he's just no a silly little humor. character. He has no sense of humor at all. That doesn't sound good either. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get jokes because he is a joke. <laughs> Remember the, is it from a March Madness where you call Mickey a little menace? <laughs> a mousy little diva bitch. <laughs> you do, you're like complaining about how Mickey's trying to like ruin stuff. Yeah. Shouldn't he be worried about like his you girlfriend Mickey. fucking like Prince Charming, not like the guy in the Mickey Mouse costume? I guess he's more worried about being humiliated, which is a lot of the time what cheating is really about. Because you have to have the shame of telling people that your girlfriend had sex with a mouse yeah, instead of like you. Like if, if she had sex with... With like, with yeah, with Prince Charming, or, yeah, or Prince Eric, uh-huh. or, or the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be that'd be easy to understand. <laughs> but if she fucks Mickey, that's if a she tough pill to swallow. If she fucks fucking Pluto, <laughs> wait, there's Goofy and Pluto in the Disney universe, or is this another Daffy Duck did uh, Donald Duck situation? I thought, I thought Pluto belonged to Goofy. No, Pluto was like the actual dog that Mickey owned, and then Goofy was like another talking character. Who's the most embarrassing person in the Disney sphere for someone to lose their significant other over? Mm -hmm. So, I I can't be with you anymore. I had sex with Goofy. I think. Well, Goofy's kind of (laughs) tall. Goofy's hot is all. He's got that big dick energy. Yeah, who's the who's like a short little shrimp like Dewey? I mean, maybe Daffy. Daffy Duck. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz Scrooge is rich. Daffy wears like a dumb little onesie. He has like blue overalls, doesn't he? Yeah. No, no. Oh yes, Daffy Duck. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Donald. Oh yeah, sorry. Donald, Donald Duck wears the Christ. blue overalls. Uh, is Daffy Lo- Daffy's Looney Tunes. Daffy is Looney Tunes. Daffy's the black one. Donald's the white one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Goofy, and then there was Pluto. Pluto yeah. the dog. Yeah, also, both Disney. Uh, but Pluto's a straight-up dog. Maybe that's more embarrassing than Goofy. Yeah. What about Winnie the Pooh? He's not Disney. Yeah, but he's a character. Wait, isn't he? No. He's not at Disneyland? I don't think so. I think when I'm searching now. It says Winnie the Pooh and Pals at Disney. Fine. For whatever reason, Winnie's there. Okay. Is that an embarrassing one, or he's kind of gentle and cool? He's Pooh's like a sensitive hot. lover. Pooh's what? A, Pooh's a fucking bear. <laughs> Piglet's more embarrassing. <laughs> I blew Piglet. Do you like you that? I know that Piglet's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Piglet is a is an asexual, pansexual, supportive little pig friend. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of embarrassing. Who else is there that's bad? 
uh, well, I, we're not helping this guy's anxiety. <laughs> like, what if she cheats on me with Mickey? It's like, no, she could cheat on you with all these people, too. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole array of people. And then she can also cheat on you with another parking lot attendant. She D- could cheat on you with somebody that just lives in Florida that doesn't work at Disney. Oh, that would be really... That's the worst character of all, is guy who's at Disney World. I, you guys just need to have a conversation to reaffirm that you're not going to cheat on each other. Why does there need looking. to be a conversation? Do you have to reaffirm that kind of stuff? Isn't that just well, sort of the base level rule of a relationship is I won't fuck anybody else if we're apart for four yeah, months? Yeah, but I don't think it's reaffirming it for her. It's not like, hey, if if he doesn't remind her not to fuck anybody, she's going to. Yeah. She just, it seems like he's got some anxiety, so he needs to be reassured from her that she's not going to. Yeah, and four months when you're like 18 to 22 feels like forever. Four months. Like, relationships don't last that long. The fact that she's gone for four months, that's like a summer and change. Think about how fast summer used to go by when you were in high school. (laughs) That shit blew by. And that's three months. You still got another month after that. So have you experienced such a distance, uh, a time distance before? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Jill and I were long distance for a full year. But what's the longest you've gone without seeing each other? Oh, uh, probably never more than like three or four weeks. Oh no, God no! You wouldn't have survived yeah. that. She would have four months. She would have fucked Mickey. I know that. <laughs> and Minnie. I know some sort of mouse-based orgy. She told me. She told me that. <laughs> That's why I flew to where she was to stop it from happening. Which was studying abroad. It. What about visiting her? It's a four-month situation. Why don't you come at the two-month mark? See yeah. what she's up to. Or you could go at the one-month mark, and then she could visit you at the three-month mark. You never want to be in a relationship that is just distance away from cheating on each other. It's like, if only I had four months away, I would sleep with somebody else. Or here's, an, here's an un, um, a non-good way of dealing with the situation, is you cheat on her. That way, yeah, if it happens, and she like is telling you about it, be like, it's yeah. okay, we're even. Right. That's... Yeah, that's that trick up your sleeve, the one in the back pocket. Yeah, you want to keep that ace. That force field. But I just don't think that's healthy, obviously. No, that's not, not a good idea. I was just thinking of, I, was, I wanted to give her this person bad options so that yeah. he can take a good but one. But, you know, if you guys are, if you're so worried about cheating on, it doesn't sound like he's worried about cheating on her. He's just worried about her cheating on him, which that's is why right. I think a conversation will be helpful because he's like, gone down the rabbit hole in his head of like feeling anxious about it here's what you don't want to do you don't want to be like the guy who's texting like hey i haven't heard from you in 90 minutes where the hell are you right. are you at work facetime me right now i need to know where you are because yes. that will sort of urge her to maybe consider cheating on you because right. you're being a crazy person and you don't, yeah that's your behavior um sort of showing the ugly side of your insecurity which is actually a, a gentle, nice thing that comes from a place of love that should be nurtured and cared for. But like, if you take that and you say, rather than say like, "Hey, I'm needy. I'm sorry. Uh, can you tell me you're not going to cheat on me? I feel like I'm weak right now. I know that, but I need your help." Like, if you don't admit that, and instead you're like, "You must tell me where you are at all times. You cannot speak with Mickey or with Goofy." You may converse with Pluto, but only if you're secretly FaceTiming me so I can make sure you're not whoring yourself. <laughs> the piglet. Uh, then you're a piece of shit. So, like, don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> Take your insecurity. Own it. Be like, I'm a little, I'm a little limp dick loser right now. Help me. <laughs> short and stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's answer one more question. Since we were a day late, a buck short, I don't want people to feel shortchanged over here. This guy is a 25-year-old who ha- has been single for the first time since age 13. 
He just Jesus. He seems like a Rudy. <laughs> okay. Let's call him Rudy. Hey guys, I'm 25, currently single for the first time since I was 13. The dating world has changed quite a bit since 2006 between Tinder, Bumble, polyamory, etc. So I suppose my question refers Probably to the changed quite a bit since you were uh, <laughs> 13. Like 13. Yeah, like the world's changed. Yeah, since I was 13. I suppose my question refers to the latter and is somewhat of a moral issue. I'm an American and a supervisor at my job where we employ an ample amount of newly American workers. So I have learned very good Spanish and Korean. There's this beautiful girl from Argentina who flirts with me all day long and is stunningly pretty and has an infectious personality. I really like her, and I think she likes me too. We share a lot of the same interests and goof around all day. Here's the problem. Her wife just transferred to my department three weeks ago. She's from Colombia and honestly even hotter, but isn't really that flirty or anything, but her wife is still the same way with me. I'm not delusional and thinking about some grand threesome, no. I would never want to break up a couple because they clearly love each other, so I figured it would just be a cool work flirt. No problem, but here's the wrench. Last week, they mentioned three times that they want half-white children. The last time they mentioned it together to me, like directly asked if I would help. So, Jake and the chipmunk, what do I do? Would this be fun and result in multiple encounters? Or would it be bad and I would technically have children? Help! Cheers! I'm a day oneer. Huh? <laughs> this seems like... The premise for a porn? <laughs> this seems like something even maybe you wouldn't have done in your heyday of not giving a fuck. I would probably, you have no, given... I, yes, I would have. You would have fucked course. and given a baby. Yes. <laughs> So, if it was a th- for a threesome, I probably would have. And, and if it was a one-on-one, fuck me until you I, you impregnate me. Then no, you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's gone I'm that pretty too responsible far. in that regard. So you wouldn't want to give someone a baby. I'd only give someone babies if it was for a threesome. <laughs> if only we can make it a four G after nine months. Do I want to have a threesome? That's actually a good uh, um, compromise for this guy. He's like, I'll give you the baby. But it's got to be both of you. A crazy night. And we don't know who's going to end up pregnant. Um, we were talking about you being a sperm donor. <laughs> and the uh, threesome. You are absolutely fired from Fuck this it. job. Kiss me and we'll call it even. <laughs> I, I guess just be open to If you're open to it, that's cool. But I wouldn't push in any fashion. I never heard of two women becoming pregnant by the same guy on the same night. It's like almost twins, but not really. You know what yeah. I mean? Isn't pregnancy itself like kind of a, a rarity? It's like yeah. you can ha- in one night impregnate two women is I mean, hot. That's hard one, sure. But, <laughs> yep. but with those people, they would be step siblings, right? Same Not dad, step, different half, mom, half yeah. siblings, half twins almost because they're the same exact age. Yes, but not from the same sperm or the same egg. It's so got no to twin, have happened. No twin ever at all. Yeah. No twin, but yeah. yeah. But yeah. That's interesting. That's it cool to think about. What would so, you do in this situation? Sounds of course like you're I wouldn't on. do it. I see you're packing heat right now. <laughs> you are a full chub. It's because you mentioned a hard one again. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's worth having children dealing with that whole thing. You don't know the legality of who owes what what after that situation. Yeah. you Well, you get them to sign something. If they're really serious, <laughs> they're going to give some paperwork. If they're really serious, they should be paying you, right? Like, it costs money to do that stuff. Like... For a sperm donor of any caliber, I would think. 
Yes? No? I don't know. People get paid for that? I think so. I mean, the weird thing I think is probably just like, it's not like you would need money, even if they wanted just a sperm donor. It's more just like the idea that this child or children would grow up knowing who their father was, or at least like these women would know who the father was. It seems so like too much kids responsibility. Were ever like, hey, I want to know who my dad was. They'd be like, well, he's not in the <laughs> picture. He was a sperm donor or one wild threesome that we had or whatever. And the kid would be like, well, I really want to know. And this guy's like, hey, this wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> but it sort of inherently is part of the deal. Would you, does that freak you out, little Jake's running around or, like, donating sperm? Would you do that, or is it kind of weird? I would do, like, a blind donation of sperm. You would do that? Like, yeah. You don't care? The, it doesn't freak you out to have this, too. like, half Herwitz running around somewhere that you don't know about? No, that wouldn't bother me. That's awesome, dude. Thanks, man. I really But I want it to be that. blind. I wouldn't want to, like, have somebody show up and be like, You, you want the kid dad. to be blind. Like, no, I jerked off into a dish. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> something my dad would say. <laughs> Papa. That's now that's in a movie idea. I think that is a movie idea. Big Daddy. No, that's like there's like a Vince Vaughn movie where he like was a sperm donor. Yeah, and he like had fifty kids. Oh like, yeah, or something like it was that. Fred Claus. That's right. <laughs> what a weird name they gave that premise. Uh, all right, that's it. We're out of time. I gotta upload this before the 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 guys with the pitchforks get all the way to our office demanding content. Oh yeah, uh, they have speared Marty. Ah, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. The opening theme song uh, was the Hercules theme song written by Hunter. This closing one is John Thorpe. Uh, if you have your own questions, your own theme song, send them all to if I were you show at gmail.com. Uh, right after the theme song is going to be a little teaser, a taster of the buckets podcast that I did with Ben Schwartz. So hopefully Ooh. you guys enjoy that. And listen to that, and listen to D and D, and listen to other stuff, and uh, and we'll be back next week. Ciao for now. Peace. It's a podcast by the dudes on Headgum. So we mail in to Jake and I'm here. They'll put you on blast and maybe It's a podcast. It's out every Monday. Fire with your show with gmail.com. It's a game boy. Picks a word at random. Picks a word at random. And that's how they choose. And if I were, if I were you, I would send my questions into these dudes. If I were, if I were you, they'll tell you what they would do. If I were you, show at gmail.com. 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 Fuck you, Justin. This is the game. We keep going until you're not allowed to name. Okay. 10 seconds per player. Yep. You're not allowed to name the same Ten player seconds? twice. That's I it. think we got to go like boom, boom, name. Okay. Patrick Ewing. Boom, boom, name. Boom, boom, John you already Starks. Missed. You already missed. Boom, boom. You already missed. All right. Start up. Start up. You ready? Ready? Boom, boom, name. And this game is going to be called Boom, Boom, Name. Okay. okay. Now, every time we snap, yep. you have to say a uh, name. I'm going to go first, starting Patrick Ewing. Chris Dudley. John Starks. <laughs> Charlie Ward. <laughs> Chris Childs. Hubert Davis. Christoph Porzingis. Kevin Knox. Joaquin Noah. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) This is a lot of pressure. Steve Novak. Charles Smith. Charles Oakley. (laughs) Derek Harper. Anthony Mason. Xavier McDaniel. I love it. Fuck, I lost it. It's hard. It's hard. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure. Guys. 
Let's sing the bucket song to go out. Here it comes. Ready? Buckets. I'm getting buckets, 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 buck, bucket, a bucket, a buck, a buck, a buck, buck, a buck, a buck, buck, a buck. Now Amir says. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was a headgum podcast. Hey, this is Jeffrey James, host of the Headgum Podcast and the fan favorite game show, Jeopardy. We're going to be live streaming this chaotic Jeopardy-inspired game show on Thursday, June 13th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Some of your favorite podcast hosts and producers will be competing, including Hayes Davenport and Sean Clements from Hollywood Handbook, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger from Doughboys, Miles Bonsignore from Perfect Person, Amir Blumenfeld from Segments, Riley Anspa from Review Review, and more. Get your tickets today at moment.co slash jeopardy it's only ten dollars right that's only what is it five eighths the california minimum wage that's m-o-m-e-n-t dot c-o slash g-e-o f-f-a-r-d-y moment.co slash jeopardy and if you can't watch live no problem because the vod version video on demand will be available for seven days following the event so get your tickets at moment.co slash jeopardy you won't want to miss it Or miss it. I don't care.